Welcome. Welcome back. That was a phenomenal (laughs) intro song. I actually really enjoyed that. Is that from something? It must be. It's not from my brain. (laughs) Are we going to get like pulled down for violating like some copyright DMCA agreement? I can only hope that we would get that much publicity. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to With Rose Colored Glasses. It has been a minute, my friends. This is what happens when you don't have sponsors. We have lives. LOL. (laughs) We don't know what day it is. We don't know what week we're on, but we are here and we are so excited to be with you tonight. Um, I'm Malka. I'm Jay. And we're going to start by just kind of Giving you a sense of where we are, Malka, do you want to kick us off? I will kick us off. We know that it has been many weeks since we have been here, and we know that some of you don't watch the show. <laughs> so we were thinking, how do we recap everything for you? The answer is we don't. The answer really is you should watch the show. <laughs> that's, that's what's real. Um, or real. you could listen to any of the other amazing recap shows that exist um, shout out to Here to Make Friends, Chatty Broads. You know, I really just want to be able to tag them when I post this on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, but You're like a born publicist. <laughs> <laughs> but what we decided is that we're going to let you know, we're going to give you a little um, insight into our perspective, each of our perspectives on where we are now. Jay, are you going to time me? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. We have one minute each. All right. Ready? I'm, I'm set. As I'll ever be. Go. All right. So really, here we are now. We are um, about, I think we just said we're maybe five, six weeks from uh, the final rose. We have nine contestants left. Uh, I would say that she has strong-ish relationships. She has relationships with maybe four or five of them. Um, we'll get into who we're excited about in a bit. Uh, the big, the big news, the big thing that no one can stop talking about ourselves included is that Luke P who is the epitome of toxic masculinity is still walking among us is still in the show. Um, they have traveled out of the U S they were in Scotland and apparently this coming week are in Latvia, which Dylan has never been to before. Uh, as have I Dylan. Never before. Um, she, she, is, she seems to be enjoying most of her relationships at a bare kind of minimum time. level. Okay, that's oh it. My God. That's what I got. Malka, you, I feel like we talk at very different speeds. We do. You're going to do <laughs> such an incredible job at this recap. I cannot oh wait. Oh, my God. Okay. okay, are you timing me? Yes. And Go. Okay, so we're about six weeks out from the finale, as Malka said, and basically we're at the point where Malka, uh, Hannah, not Malka, Hannah has decided that uh, she is really going to buy into this whole drama with Luke P, and literally every single show, every single episode is about Luke P, and all the boys are fighting about Luke P, which indicates to me that there's like actually not a lot of relationships that are being developed outside of that one. Um, we'll talk more about that later, mm. but they've been in Scotland, they've rest there were one-on-one dates with now with Mike and with um, 
Tyler and they ate some ice cream and with Jed and were at the point and Peter is like hot to her even though he's not hot at all to me I don't really get it wow maybe that was kind of rude I wonder if you'll hear this I'm sorry Peter um uh but generally overall Hannah is in a very difficult place right now the last 20 minutes of the last episode was just her sitting down with Chris um to kind of just talk about Chris Harrison who is the host of the show and and talk about what she's feeling oh my god wow that was you did well but you did well I feel like Thank between the two of us, the, the, people probably have a, like a, a, a really slim understanding of what happened. <laughs> yes. But like we said from the very beginning, this show is not, not really a, recap. a recap show. Not a recap it's show. It's a chance for us to really just rant about relationships and how people interact with each other. And, and how much we off, love The Bachelorette. <laughs> also how much we love The Bachelorette. <laughs> to kick that off, we're going to do the Fuckboy Awards. I am very convinced that me and Melka are going to strongly agree on this. My fuckboy award of the entire the lifetime of men and women and like single-celled organisms goes to Luke P. Um, <laughs> himself would benefit from being a single-celled organism because he would have more oh. sense in Preach. that form than he does in this form. Preach. This man, I mean, I don't even know what to say, where to even start, but... The way that this man has chosen to interact with Hannah is a level of possessiveness over her time, over her body, over her space, over her vo- interactions with other people, over how she should understand herself and her relationships with other men in the house. Like, it is a level of abusiveness mm. uh, that is just absolutely intolerable to watch on the screen mm-hmm. sometimes. And to me, this, I mean, you don't even have to really have seen the show. I can give you kind of like a quick vignette. Like, he basically has decided to, like, gaslight every single member of the household. Like, he'll just, like, say that he ref- he won't even talk about them to Hannah and, like, talk badly about them and their relationships. And then you know, Jay, do that. it's pretty incredible to me. I Like, I, I have experienced being gaslit, I think, probably... All women have, may, probably many men as well. It is mm-hmm. like it is an art form to watch him gaslight fourteen men. Yep. At like yeah. they're all together. He's gaslighting them all at the same time, and he's and he's succeeding. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, and I think a part of it too is that like, I mean, I don't actually think that like most straight attractive rich white cis men have been <laughs> have been have experienced that, that before yeah so like to them i can just see this level of just like like confusion lack of comprehension of like yes. how to even engage yes. with this person they're like like they just don't understand and like to me i actually think that hannah is like pretty good at engaging with it. she's like you're bullshitting me i'm over it you're bullshitting yep. me i'm over it and she like gets to a point where she's just not engaging with him on the level he wants to but i mean that's my fuckboy award for i mean the rest of the season probably <laughs> just a continual <laughs> fuckboy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, of course, have to agree with you. Um, Luke P. has shown, uh, I mean, it, this is going to be an overused phrase by the end of this show, but he's shown a, a, an amount of toxic masculinity that I have seen rarely in real life um, and is... is I, I'll paint another vignette for you. Um, Hannah actually sends him home. Or she, yeah, she does. She sends him home. She, they have a one-on-one. It is, as she says, the worst one-on-one she's ever had. Um, they spend the entire time 
arguing with him taking no responsibility for how he's being. At one point Mm -hmm. he says, I just don't understand everywhere I've been before this, everyone has loved me. And she's like, Oh my God. It was even worse than that. He said, everywhere I've been, everyone I've ever met, I've never had a situation where everyone didn't love me. And it was like, and she goes, don't say that. She's like, Duh. she's like frustrated in this like primal way she's like don't say that that sounds awful and she says to him which I really love she says I want to be with someone who who people are drawn to and mm-hmm. everyone in the house hates you why is that and in past seasons I think I've been confused as to why the lead is kind of often really obsessed with why people in the house hate a certain person but it made sense to me in that moment when she said it. It's like, no, this is this is really your world right now. This is like all you know. Mm-hmm. The, these are the only other people you've ever seen him interact with, and they're they all hate him. Like, yeah. and I think too, you have to think about Hannah's own history in the yeah. house, where like when she was uh, on Nick season, or sorry, Colton season, mm-hmm. and um, the only other season you know, Nick and Colton. I, I know, love it. I know so two whole You're seasons, so cute. Whatever. <laughs> um, but um, on Colton's season, if you guys don't know, like, there was this point at the very early episodes of the show where Hannah was not, it was, like, kind of involved in the drama with um, mm-hmm. Kaylin, a different girl in the house, and a lot of people were taking Kaylin's side, and Hannah did not come off really well to a lot of people. I still loved you, Hannah. Hannah, I was with you from the beginning. You the were. Day. Don't worry. You were. I was. I was a witness um, to that. but I think because of that too she's very sensitive to how people can be have their uh, intentions misrepresented or you know have their own vision or story of what happened and so I think that's why she initially was like trying to be like just because the guys hate him does not mean he's a bad person like they could be good people and like just misunderstand him and his engagement with them and like you know things could just be happening absolutely And, and I think I think too a lot of it had to do with this initial draw she had to him. I think that she doesn't want to let go of that. She doesn't want to question her intuition on this deep level of Mm -hmm. like, I mean, she's asking, can I trust myself? And on this show, if you can't trust yourself, you have nothing. Yeah, Um, and you have to like, and like the first, if everyone doesn't know, she gave him the first impression rose the very first night that they met each other. And I think the thing is too, just that like, um, like, there's a mount to which we don't want to be wrong. Yes. That makes us, like, like have a huge bias towards admitting fault in that way, which I think is actually a really huge problem Yeah. in this show specifically because, like, you have to make very snap judgments very early, and if you're not willing to reverse those when you have more information, yep. you're only going to screw yourself over, which is what's happening in the show right now is that, mm-hmm. like, Hannah has really jeopardized her ability to literally to learn about all the other men in the yep. house because every single freaking episode is just about Luke. And yeah. she's and there's a mental, and there's a real frustration there that she's experiencing too, but she keeps like assigning it like she keeps like assigning it to like she's like not she doesn't know where it's coming from. She's like, why is this happening? And I'm like, Hannah, you're in control yeah. here. Like you control yeah, the cast. She is the one leading the ship. And uh, yeah, and, and to, yeah, yeah. It, to speak on. to that point, no, you uh we were talking just prepping for the show and you said it, it she's not she's seeing the ways that she has been surprised by some of these men as she's interacted with them more, but mm-hmm. is not creating space for them. I think yeah. that there's uh 
because of that desire to not be wrong, there's also historically speaking, the last four bachelorettes have ended up with their first impression rose. And I am sure that she went into it thinking that. Um, and yeah. so this ego arises around, I can't be wrong. I can't look bad. What happens if I, if I do admit that my intuition had like guided me astray? And I think there's a lot too around where we are drawn to patterns. We're drawn to the people that we know. We're drawn to the mm. people who treat us like people have treated us in the past because it's comfortable. And when you're, I think she's aware of that. She's gone on uh, quite a few interviews talking about past relationships that have been unhealthy and, and how she came on this show to really kind of challenge some of that, to, to meet new types of people, to, um, to not be dating the same person over and over again. But it's one thing to say, that's what I want. It's another thing when you're shown all of these men to be able to actually receive love in new kinds of ways. Um, and from people that maybe you have never, you know, you've never experienced love like this before. And not that it's better or worse, but like, can we recognize it as love even? Um, yeah. yeah. So well, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was really, really good. And honestly gives us a great segue into our next segment, Rose of the Week, because oh. it does give us a moment to like really appreciate, um, the other ways and other forms of love that are available to Hannah in the house. Um, Can I go first? Yes, yes. I, I, I wonder if we will have the same Rose of the Week. We have not talked about this. No. My Rose of the Week goes to Tyler C. He is a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> man. He is a beautiful man. And to me... He is just like light. He's like a beam of light in this dark house, in this house yeah. that is like in the shadow of Luke P's like uh, wild aggression and um, manipulation. Tyler C comes in and he did, he had a one-on-one -on -one date with her after the day after she, I mean, every day she's dealing with Luke P stuff, but she was particularly sad uh, this morning and she was uh, they had a very dramatic shot of her crying alone on a dock and um, and Tyler C comes around the corner and she shares with him that she's having a hard time and he I mean really he's just like one-liner 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 like baby looks so good like I'm here for you when you go down I go up like he's ev <laughs> he's everywhere he's everywhere but there's something about him like in between all of those lines, there's 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 something that feels comfortable about him. There's something that feels incredibly genuine, um, and there's something that feels super playful and fun. That I think also yes. on this show, oftentimes when we talk about these relationships being created, and I and I find this in my own personal life too. Like I. I sometimes I'm like, wow, I just want to I just want to date in a way that is so light and so fun and so silly. And I find myself in these deep conversations with people on first dates or in these relationships that feel serious or heavy or like we're working through shit together. And there is something to be said about just like playing with another person and just being able mm -hmm. to be 
silly and 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 she, be real with them. Be like sad with them. Be like your full spectrum of self. But a part of that spectrum of self that I think often gets ignored when we're talking about how do we create vulnerability with another person is like our silly self, our playful self, the self that just like is like at one point she's eating a lobster and he he looks at her. He goes, mm, babe, butter me up. You want some? You want some tail? Like you want some it's tail? Just, it's I just, died. It's like, yeah. So let's play with each other. Like let's have, let's have yeah. this like sexy back and forth. Mm-hmm. So he gets my rose you know, of the it's week. It's interesting because I was also going to give Tyler rose of the week, but he's yeah. a lot of the reasons why. But I kind of want to examine something about how. So like, there's definitely something even in like my own relationships or like what I've observed my friends and things like that or just in life generally about how we and I think a lot of times women will take relationships more seriously if they are like have deep talks and like Mm -hmm. are like serious and like all this kind of stuff which a lot of times like lends itself to like you know emotionally manipulative behaviors in our partners Mm. which is not great uh, obviously but I think that um, th- th- there's that aspect that I wanted to like touch on, which it, which I think then makes us like less willing to see relationships that are built on you know light and having fun as like as, as valid, like as valid or as serious yeah. or like as like oh this is someone I could actually be with. And I mean it's like a common trope that like oh you're not a serious person like blah blah blah. And um, I think that's something that's really interesting. But the second thing I think is really interesting is like. I have a huge, huge connection to all of the women on the Bachelor seasons that I've seen who mm-hmm. have been very light and fun and have just been themselves and just had a good time. And, like, I feel like there's a difference in how the audience has reacted to the women who are like that versus the men. Because Tyler C. has gotten, like, a, like a huge fan base. I mean, oh, it's yeah. obviously incredibly attractive. And, like, the show is, like, predominantly, like straight women I think yeah. <laughs> who are watching it so I get that but at the same time like I feel like like I think about Demi when I think about Hannah last season like they did not get that level of like standing that like people have been giving mm-hmm. like Tyler this season for being that kind of light mm-hmm. and exciting and like fun and just like you know good having a good time and I think part of it is because like we don't let women be that way without yep. having like you know what I mean we make, we make them stupid or we make them ditzes yeah. or we make them like annoying or like yep. you know they're not taking it seriously they're not here for the right reasons but with men we're like oh like you're a breath of fresh air and all this yes. stuff and like I want I, I, I definitely want to like coach that and like at the same time it still cuts both ways with men we're like then sometimes you're not seen as a serious partner but yep. like it there's still get to be seen as like a real person whereas these women are treated like ditzes when they're well, like that and I think a part of that and I've seen this play out again and again with Hannah this season too is that uh women are seen as valuable when they are doing emotional labor and she has done so much, like, holding of space for men in this season. Um, and when women step into that role, whether it be, like, Demi being, like, fun and outgoing in herself or Hannah the same or Nick's season, I, I feel like they didn't have a, a, a great connection, but, like, Alexis was kind of that. Um, well, Corinne and Corinne too. too. Corinne too, right? But and these Corinne are was women like vilified, right? And these all, these women were vilified, Demi as well, um, and we're not doing any emotional labor for this man. And mm-hmm. I think, yes, yes. Uh, I think that we expect that of 
women in a way that we do not expect Tyler C. We are in awe of Tyler C. When he is oh able God. to come in and say, Hannah, you're sad. I'm going to hold you today. I'm going to be there for you today. You're feeling mm-hmm. down. I got you. I got your back today. I got your back always. We're like, oh, my God. I can't. Why can't we stop drooling? Like, really? And it's it's lines. It's words. It means nothing. Yeah. It means nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I but mean, I, like, I don't want to, like, undermine, like, what it is that Tyler C. did there because I do think it takes a lot in this instance to see this person that you're trying to get to know in your own right, see them so caught up and so totally oh, yeah. with this other guy that you think is oh, a yeah. complete douchebag. Put that all to the side and just say, I like this person. I want to make them feel good, and I'm going to feel good. And, like, to be able to emotionally regulate yourself that way, to be, like, so much – and, like, and it's not that he doesn't feel her pain or, like, see that she's upset or anything like that. It's not that he's stupid and, like, overlooking it. He really just is regulating himself, like, that's not what I'm interested in doing right yep. now. What I'm interested in is getting to know Hannah. I'm interested in having a good time, and we're going to do that. And um, I think it's, like, actually an incredibly valuable thing. I just yes. think it's sad that we and don't – And I love – I think it – yeah. I, I think we sad we don't value it in men enough for it to be legitimate a lot of the time. Like, I, 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 I do worry that Hannah doesn't view Tyler C. as a serious – As serious. Like – match yeah um and she even said kind of like she was surprised by him yeah she, she thought he was, he was a player like a player yeah and i'm like i mean i guess i mean i get that i think almost all these guys like look like they've been players <laughs> yeah they're yeah. so hot yeah <laughs> but um uh i i do think that like you know it's, it's a double-edged sword for men but it's like a quadruple-edged sword for women yeah i love that you pointed that out too jay because i think that is um one of the ways that we see polydynamic showing up on this show mm-hmm. is like I, Tyler C. walks in and sees her upset about and distraught over her relationship. And I'm sure, I mean, I can only imagine he knows it's Luke. He talked to the other guys. He knows what went down the night before. And to love her anyway, to love her with that, not in spite of that, but like with that also present. And, and, and I think as we get down right now, we're at nine men as we get down to fewer and fewer we start to see those polydynamics coming through um more and more where these men see each other as metamors which is a a poly word for the partner of my partner and they see each other as friends they are spending so much more time with each other than they are with the lead they're getting to know each other in this way that they will never get to know the lead they know that only one of them is going to end up with her anyway. And it's you start to see this. I mean, we've been seeing this for a couple of weeks now, the way that Mike defends Luke S. after the rugby game, mm-hmm. um, the way that uh, the, quote, the boys have all come together to, um, I mean, like, it, against Luke P., but really have also come together and, uh, and when Hannah's upset, they say, we got to step it up. We have to step it up. We're all dating her. Um, and I, I love to see these moments where these poly dynamics come through with people who have most, most likely not dated in poly ways before and mm-hmm. have no intention of doing so. Um, yep. And to stay also uh, that this show completely undermines like poly relationships as a valid thing by having someone choose one person at the end. But it's it to me is really beautiful to see the way these relationships form among these men, among the women when they're the among the contestants, um, when and and to see them comfort each other 
uh, and give each other advice and really show up for each other as they're dating the same person. And I think we start to see that more and more as the season, as, as we get fewer and fewer contestants. Yeah. Well, this, this episode's going to be quite a roller coaster because I'm going to take you from that incredibly like, beautiful point to like this whole concept of how Hannah views her own worthiness. And this is something that you were bringing up, Malka, so I'd yeah. like you to tell us a little about that because like it's kind of, it's kind of really depressing. <laughs> yeah, I think um, this is something that I have been thinking about all season. Um, and we saw, I mean... Honestly, we saw it last season with her on, uh, with Colton um, on her first date with him, which was the first one-on-one. She shares that um, she has had sex before, which was something that she feels a lot of shame around, that she can't give mm-hmm. that to her husband. And, um, and we saw her, she's she sees herself as weird and quirky. Um, she did a lot of that last season of like, I'm weird. I know I'm a lot. Like apologizing for who she is as she's being herself. And I think, Jay, you and I saw her as like beautifully strange. <laughs> um, and yeah. this season, she comes in and the first evening even, um, we get this pretty abnormal to the way we usually see the leads shot of her praying um, and saying, please let me be smart. Let me be patient. Like, let me find love. Let me be lovable. I'm paraphrasing. Don't quote me. Um, Mm -hmm. But we've seen her really grapple with what am I worthy of? Um, And I feel like we've also seen her... um, pushing up against it. So she's, she's had some, she's done some power plays as well of like, you better trust me. I know it's best for me. And I think we've bounced back and forth between those two places of her trying to prove that she knows her own worthiness, that she's this strong and powerful woman who knows what she wants and like knows that she can get it um, and is embracing this role of bachelorette while also I see a large part of her relationship with Luke, a large aspect of it. Yes. Being that she really just doesn't see herself worthy of a greater and and deeper and kinder and healthier love. And that so that in this one-on-one date where she sends Luke out and she says she she says I cannot give you this rose. And he says, does this mean I'm going home? As though, like, there are other rules for him. And she says, yes, please respect that. And he leaves and then comes back. And, and I mean, that that's a whole other thing to get into of how it he was able to twist that in his mind to know I need to fight for her. But she, he comes back to her and he tells her, I want to fight for you. I want to move mountains for you. I can't believe this is happening. I wish that it was just you and me. And you can see her. I mean, she does not, she doesn't look like she's enjoying this conversation. She's having a hard time. And I, I, I keep seeing her grappling with what am I worthy of? And yeah. it's, this is something that I have grappled with as someone dating, as someone looking for love, as someone um, like, 
you know, a young woman in the world. And it has been like another level of, of eye-opening for me to see her grappling with this in real time when she has all of these men Mm -hmm. lined up to date her. Yeah, I think, I think, like, on that, like, what is interesting to me is that there's a level at which Hannah is aware of how she wants to be in the world and with these relationships. And when she calls Luke out, when she calls the other men out for not engaging with her in the way that she wants to be engaged with as an equal, as someone who can make decisions for themselves, as someone who should be trusted, we see that, like, a projection of who she wants to be. But then what could, at least to me, seems like the real Hannah is how she, when those words are tested, mm-hmm. allows the men to really walk over her. And I mean, specifically, like just Luke, kind of like, yeah. and not just Luke. I mean, this happened with Jonathan one episode too, and with, uh, with uh, oh God, what's that horrible guy's name? Cam, Cam too. Like, like she'll say things like, "You guys, like, you need to stop. Like, you just respect my space, whatever." But like, they're like with Luke, like she says, "You need to." Re-, she literally says, "You need to respect that I told you to go and stop arguing and just leave." And he comes back, and she lets him stay. And she breaks the rules for him and lets him stay without giving him a rose. And I think that, to me, it becomes clear that, like, she has a vision of who she is and who she wants to be. And she Mm -hmm. is making, and and to be fair, like, this is everyone. Like, she's doing her best to live up to that. But, like, does not see how many of her actions are in direct contradiction to to that ideal. And And maybe doesn't see herself as worthy of that vision. And that's what no, I, I mean, think is... I agree, is, and that's, I think it's all subconscious. I think that part is subconscious what's what I'm thinking, too, because, like, if you were to ask Hannah when she describes herself yep. and talks about herself when she's feeling yeah. good, at least, she's very, very much like, I'm a strong woman. Yep. I'm not here looking for someone to, like, you know, like, you know, rule over me, like, blah, blah, blah. She's, like, looking for a real partnership, and she's like, says that frequently, and, like, obviously, like, your actions speak louder than your words, but I think the whole part about her words, I think the real problem that she's having is she, she can't openly grapple with the fact that even now after all of her experiences mm-hmm. with this with relationships she still doesn't not feel worthy yes. of telling some guy no I don't want you go away and making that decision because she doesn't trust herself yeah and she just doesn't trust yep, herself yep and I think whoo that's a lot and that mm-hmm. resonates and I think that uh I imagine that when you're on this show Um, when you're told that you are the bachelorette, like you are the most desirable. You see all these men who, I mean, honestly, like, do you, like, do you think that Tyler C would approach Hannah in a bar? Like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. so hot. What are you talking about? I'm talking about, I don't, I don't mean to say she's not beautiful. (laughs) I just mean like when you, when you have, like an array of 30 men telling you that you are the most beautiful person you've they've ever met that you are the Mm -hmm. most incredible person they've ever met like I I saw her often at the start of this season really like confused by that and like like unable to trust and like really like oh my god and then wanting to like dive into that, wanting to accept that, and 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 just ping ponging between these ways mm-hmm. of being of like, I am a strong woman, I deserve all of this, I am the freaking bachelorette, 
Like, give it to me. And, and like, all I deserve is Luke, like, manipulating me. Like, that's what I know. Yeah, and I think what's interesting, too, is that obviously this show, in a way that, like, doesn't really happen in real life, forces you to talk about who you are or at least who you see yourself to be so often that, like, with her, you can just see the stark contrast because she's constantly talking to the camera and to all these men about, like, the vision of what, like, what she wants from herself, but, like... It's just not reality. And again, it's really sad because, like, to me, it's like, I think that she could be that person. But, like, and the only person really standing in her way is really herself here. And I I am actually at this point, like, very, very concerned about her ability to to, um, grow in these other relationships. Yeah. And I think it's, for me, uh, just, again, eye-opening as, like, another kind of... um, another piece of evidence that, wow, we, we actually, this is not just a saying, we actually have to love ourselves, like, in order yeah. to find the kind of love that, like, we, as in all of us, every, like, human that is breathing deserves, and, yeah. um, and I, and you mentioned an interesting point that, like, this show, because of the structure, because of um, the audience aspect, uh, has people talking about themselves a lot, and we only know them through their words. We only know them through what they mm-hmm. say, um, and it also it also has people talking about vulnerability a lot. It has mm-hmm. people talking about how do we like instead of sharing stories about themselves, instead of uh, sharing information, sharing secrets, sharing fears, they're talking about how they want the same things. Like, I, it's, it's very typical, like, date uh, kind of back and forth to be like, I want someone that I can be honest with. I want yeah. someone who, like, loves me for me. I want someone who is committed to a life with me. Oh, my God, I want that too. Wow, we have so much in common. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I do want to be fair here because I think that, like, the show's already so long, and I think that what ends up happening is that you a lot of their getting to know each other stuff is like boring conversation that no one would actually want to watch. Like I oh, want like, to watch that. I want to watch that. But I think that my point is like it doesn't move the plot along to show a ton of that, and like we have to realize like on these one-on-one days they're spending like eight or nine hours together, so like obviously they're talking about their lives and getting to each other on like like a more serious basis about like I don't you know just know. like literal facts about each other's lives. I truly believe that that's I, happening. I, I um, hope because, and, and I think, pray I think that that is happening. But I, <laughs> but the thing is like I think it's clear that it's happening with the relationships that are stronger. Mm-hmm. than those that are weaker because like you can literally just tell when they are actually talking how she is engaging with that person like how there's a depth there and you can see it very clearly and starkly with Luke because it's gotten to the point where the only way that he talks to her is in a meta way about their yes. relationship yes. and not actually in getting to know her and she's just so unbelievably frustrated by that and yeah. to me that indicates that like that's not normal that's not normal at all how she's talking to the other guys um, and that she does want more I don't, I don't know. I, I have, I don't know. Because I think that she's also, because of this first impression, Rose, because of her initial attraction to him, I think that she's holding him to different standards than she's holding other people to. And I think he's also showing up differently. I mean, there's a very cynical part of me that thinks that 
most of these day-long dates, we know that they film for like, you know, eight, 12 hours on these one-on-ones that we see maybe 20 minutes of. There's a cynical part of me that thinks that a lot of that time is just spent on logistics, like getting them to the location, like having them in hair and but makeup. But they out the whole time. I, like, I, I don't know. I, 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 I really hope don't so. believe that there's... I mean, like, to me, it's like, I think, like, legitimately, like, you with Hannah specifically, you can really tell people she feels stilted with with people mm-hmm. she feels comfortable with. And, like, but it's not... The- Consist- it's not to me. It's it's clearly not consistent over time. Like you can see things changing with different okay. relationships, and also like there are surprises sometimes. When people were sent home. Like a lot of people were surprised by John Paul Jones being sent home because he was like a funny guy and all this kind of stuff in a way that like we hadn't really seen a personality from some people that she still kept. Like I literally have never seen her talk with Dustin. Like I don't remember seeing them talk with Dustin. They like, had a the very sweet and, conversation. Yeah, but I mean, like, very early on. Like he was he was not he was not like a character on the show, which indicates to me that there's, like, some other stuff happening that you are engaging with people on a level. And I also, like, really just don't believe that people would, like, get married. Like, some people do actually get married here. <laughs> you know what I mean? On this show. And, like, it's just insane to me that they're just getting married at the end of this. <laughs> and, like, you know? And, like, they yeah. don't ha- know anything like the other person. And they go home on these on these family dates and stuff, and they have things to say about the other person. Like, I just, like... Can you imagine those entire dinners? Like, what's happening in those dinners? I, I just really cannot believe it. <laughs> like, I, there's nothing else. I love on. your positivity. I love it. I there is <laughs> there is there is for sure a part of me that thinks that, um, that the closeness that these people feel as they like quote spend more time together, right? And I put it in quotes because it's not that much more time, but is is like attraction is like energetic, is like, sure. I feel comfortable with you because like we have an energy that works together or because I'm so attracted to you. I like want to be around you. And I, I do want to believe that they are also getting to know each other. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I mean, I don't think it's everyone, but like if you were with someone for like, eight, even if it was only four out of the eight hours, they were actually physically together. Yeah. Like, you, like, I've had, and I know that you have had, like, four-hour-long yes. dates. Yes, but and, I like, don't do activity dates, and that's part of my problem. I'm trying to move towards activity dates. Oh, that's interesting. I, yeah. like, I mean, like, these, even on these dates, dates are though, set too, up. Like, you just have, you have moments where you, like, you watch someone do something silly, like, can't fasten themselves into the seat belt. Yeah, car, like, yeah. And then you remember something about how one time, like, you know, you got into a minor car accident and you tell them that, like, there are all these things where I'm very, very, very sure. They're like, I don't think that they're becoming, like, best friends, but there are people that she is, like, gaining a rapport and understanding mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. she is, like, that is, it is not, they are, they are not just talking meta about their relationship the entire time. I don't believe that. Oh, happening. God. I, I hope. I really hope. Because it oh is, God. it's I hard. Show, but I didn't believe that. <laughs> it's hard when we as an audience are only seeing them talk in these meta ways about their relationships. And yeah. I think it, it, to me, it, I, I, this is a thing that I love to say about the show. I love to talk about how on this show vulnerability is currency. Like people open themselves up. I mean, you, the way these dates are set up, these one-on-ones is you have an activity during the day, you separate from each other, get ready for dinner, come together for dinner, it's very rare that uh, people talk about serious things during the activity date. It's like, oh my God, we're having so much fun. Wow, look at this cool view. We're in a helicopter, on a boat, whatever. And then dinner comes and immediately it's like, okay, 
tell me, what makes you you? Like, what got you to this point? What is the hardest thing that you've had to go through? And at this point, honestly, like, the lead doesn't really even have to ask anything. It's just kind of expected that this is the moment, the dinner is the moment that you share, like, your hard story. And the hard story is the thing that brings you closer together. And it's an act of vulnerability for sure, especially knowing that, like, they're, they're sharing this story in front of as many people are who are watching this show. And we've had contestants on this show share really, like, intense stories um, and personal stories and um, stories that, like, do seem incredibly genuine and uh, and coming from a place of, I want you to know me. And, um, and then also... I recognize that on this show, vulnerability is currency. And the people that do share those stories, for whatever reason, whether it is because, wow, this worked, I really do feel closer to you, or, wow, like I see the struggle that you went through to open up to me in that way, and I respect it, and I see that as like um, trying as effort, or because this is like what love is supposed to be this like this like you share your hurt I share my hurt and I I I think it's a it's a it's a fascinating way that people have kind of brought vulnerability and like how we create vulnerability how we create love down to a science and and a part of it is the way that people talk about their relationships in this really meta way of like, I'm so glad we've opened up to each other when we as audience members are like, we don't know anything about you. <laughs> I mean, I think, that too, though, like, like I I have all these times in my life where I've, like, been in, like, you know, whether it's camp or, like, some orientation or something like that where you have, like, a set amount of time where you're going to be with a group of people and, like, you decide that you're just going to be friends with this, like, girl who's sleeping in the next bunk over. And, like, <laughs> this first night you meet, you tell them, like, all the traumatic things that have happened to you. Mm. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, like, a thing yeah. that's happened. Like, I feel like every, like, woman that I know <laughs> or, like, you just immediately say things that you haven't said to people that you've known for, like, a decade. And, like, you just tell people that. And, like, the next day you're best friends. And seven weeks later you never talk to them ever again. Mm. And, like, or they're your best friends for life. Who knows? One of the two. But, like, I just mean that, like, there is a level at which, like, I I think it's, like, it can be genuine to open yeah. up in that way yeah. with someone that you don't know very well. And I think that, honestly, like, I have watched this show with, like, straight guys who, like, don't, who, like, don't believe that it's real because they, like, frequently don't have those interactions with people. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and it brings up this question of, like, how, do, like, is vulnerability how we create love? Like is sharing like yes. is being vulnerable how we how we cultivate love with one another and hundred percent and and what does it mean to actually be vulnerable? What does it mean to create vulnerability when especially on a timeline like this where they have you know six to eight weeks to get to know each other if they're if they're in it for the you know if they continue getting roses and they don't have you know. Uh, months and months or years of like being able to show up for one another, prove themselves, prove their character. Um, Vulnerability is created with words. And it's, is it, I mean, I've seen it in situations on the show where it's created 
through fucking up and then owning it. And I think we see that with Luke where that's all Hannah wants from him. She sees him as having fucked up, as having like not done well with their relationship. And she all she's asking for him all date is, I just want you to be responsible. I want you to name that some that this isn't going well. I want you to be aware of that. And I want you mm-hmm. to take any slimmer, any glimmer of responsibility for the way that things are. And his yeah. response is, I just want to give you clarity. <laughs> like yeah. and I mean, like honestly, this all just like comes just right back down to like like Luke like Luke is just brimming with toxic masculinity and like it is never more clear than his inability like he was I truly believe incredibly shocked when he's at home like oh, I have yeah. that's the first real emotion that I saw from mm-hmm. him this entire season was just extreme shock he like the whole day like I mean if you haven't seen the show like I can't even express to you the day starts don't watch it with this don't watch it day. <laughs> It's so bad, but the day starts with this one-on-one date where she's like, I'm having a lot of trouble getting to know you at all. She yeah. gets so frustrated that she walks away from him. She, like, comes back to him. Her hand is on her head. She's turning red with anger. Like, they go into it. She's just, she's visibly angry and upset, and there's this level at which this man has no emotional awareness at all. Like, at all. And mm-hmm. also, no interest in engaging with the literal things that she's saying. Because it's not like she's subtle, uh-huh. like, oh, it's just that you have to read her, like, emotional cues. She's verbally telling him, I'm angry and frustrated at the way that you communicate and your inability to take responsibility for your choices and your actions. Yep. And the man is just like, things are going well. You know, there's yeah. hiccups here and there, but things are fine. And I'm like, can you, I just... To me, it's, like, so foreign. I cannot even imagine being a human being in this world, not forced to take account for how yeah. everyone around me is feeling and, and engaging with me. how I'm yeah. acting. And how yep. they see, yeah, how exactly, like, how they see me. And this man is, like, does not give a shit at all. And honestly, I, is validated repeatedly by the fact that he doesn't have to care. Because yeah. even after all this bullshit... After overriding her preferences repeatedly on this show with other relationships with men, with her own personal space and boundaries, like everything, she keeps him repeatedly. And it's just like, I, I mean, this is like, this is like the, like, this is white male privilege in action, just watching Mm -hmm. the way this man gets to walk through the world. Because I shit you not, if this man was not like a hot, straight white cis male, he would have been off his show in 30 seconds. Or he would have, or he would have had a different reaction to everyone reacting to him in the way that they are. Oh yeah, like he, Mm -hmm. it, yeah. I think that um, his, I mean, and you said it, Jay. Like she's being incredibly clear with him. At one point, she says, "I just want to know if you like macaroni or spaghetti." And he goes, he goes, I just want to give you clarity. Like, what does that mean? What are you even saying? Oh my God. It was a really frustrating date to watch because it seemed like, uh, at one, and at one point she does go over and talk to the producers and she's like, can you fix him? (laughs) Can you tell him how to have feelings? Like, and they're like, you need to have that conversation with him. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's. It's absurd to me that um, that anyone is able to walk through the world in that way, and it it makes sense uh, in the society that we live in, and it it's I think it's 
it's foreign to all women in in the ways in which we are expected to carry ourselves and to know mm-hmm. how other people will are going to react to us like even just for our own safety yes and yes. i see i've seen a number of things that hannah has done and i do, i don't think that um i didn't see it in this most recent episode of her allowing him to come back onto the show, but I had seen it in previous episodes where the ways in which she was interacting with Luke were ways, even if unconsciously to like keep herself safe. I think that he is someone who, uh, and I've said this before, could very easily become violent, has very little relatedness to reality. Um, And oh, he's yeah. And oh when his reality is shaken, like when she sends him home, it it it's it's scary to me what he can do. I mean, his first his first thought when she sends him home and says, "Please respect that," is, "I need to fight for her, and nothing is going to get in my way." And I want to. I need to take a moment. And I know this is a little bit off topic, but to just comment, I saw a very brief interview with Colton. Um, he was on the red carpet for something, and oh he he was defending Luke, and he said he is a man who knows what he wants. And in outside of the context of this show, that's all he would be. And he compared it to his own season, which... We have done before, too, right? We have done before, too, where Colton went after Cassie even after she said, I'm going home and I'm excited about it. Like, I am done with you and I I can't give you what you want. I don't think I want to give you what you want and I'm excited to move on with my life. And the way that that filtered through his brain was, I need to fight harder for you. You're scared and I need to, I need to, convince you that I'm only here for you and I the way that men are hearing rejection is terrifying to me it's it's so scary and it also just makes me so so confused about where we are like our political conversations constantly are just like oh is like PC culture going too far I'm like the majority of of these men these like popular attractive like like men who have like probably not a lot of trouble getting women to like like them do not think that no is a complete sentence yeah they cannot handle rejection and it's like reminds me repeatedly of like you know men are afraid women will laugh at them and women are afraid that men are going to kill them (laughs) and it's just like and it's like i am just like like I just, like, watching these shows, I just want every single man in the world to think about what it would feel like if this, like, larger person who could physically overpower you did not respect anything that you said that was not positive. And it doesn't even have to be, like, like oh, I don't have sex with you, and, like, they, like, sexually assault you. Like, even in small ways, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to you right now. Yep. Or I want this food, and I don't want that food. Or I don't want to go there. Or, like, small things, and, like, your entire autonomy is not treated, like, as legitimate. It's just, like, it's so infuriating on a daily basis. People, like, yeah. I, like, I feel so confused to how people don't see how why people are so angry. Like, of course we're angry. Like, we can't exist. <laughs> like, just let yeah. us live. Yeah. And it's just... 
It's, it makes me so mad hearing Colton say that because I'm just like, if I was in a relationship and so, and like my partner said that like essentially they viewed me as something that they could go after, not as someone that had to agree to be in a relationship with them. That wants to be with them. Like, like I would be so infuriated. I'd be like, do you see me like as a person? Like, can you see what it means to be a human being to live the way that I live? And like, I just, I like, this is the worst part of the show to me is that like it validates repeatedly. um, And Colton season in its entirety was just a validation of toxic masculinity. And And of rape culture. Sad. And of rape culture. And it's so sad to me that, Cassie is still with him. Like it is, it is unbelievably depressing to me that that continues to be validated, and that it continues to be validated on this season, and that Chris, mm-hmm. the host of this show, um, really validated it in a very clear way when he's comforting Hannah. Uh, Hannah is upset by all of the drama that has happened. Um, this is during the cocktail ceremony, cocktail party before the rose ceremony. Um, the men are, I mean, just yelling at each other and she can hear them. And Mm -hmm. Chris comes, uh, out of the corner (laughs) and (laughs) where he, where he's been waiting (laughs) and, uh, and says, what's wrong? And she says everything. And she tells him that, uh, these men are acting childish and they're fighting and they're yelling and she just doesn't know how this process works for anyone and he says they wouldn't be doing this if they didn't care for you and they would because it's not about you when they're fighting it's other dick measuring contest like i'm over it yeah i'm not interested and it's just yeah it, I mean, the way that we code relationships yep. and the way that we code male-female interactions. And, and the like, way that we code like, love. Yes. And, like, just, like, quick trigger warning. I'm about to talk about Kavanaugh. Like, the way that Christine Blasey Ford described yeah. what happened to her and how it was, like, a conversation and an interaction between the two guys in the room when she was a kid and she was just an object for their interaction is, like, so pertinent to me when we talk about this because like she was saying like yeah like obviously that it was power over me but it was power over me they were demonstrating in order to validate themselves in the eyes of other men and mm. it was about the interaction between the guys and like mm. yes I don't believe it I do believe that like Lucas like 99% wrong this, this argument these men are having with one another and they're screaming at each other like all this kind of stuff but like at the same time like their frustration and anger are trying to be proven right as like being over this guy is like like, it has nothing to do with her. And, like, it's so infuriating yeah. that Chris would make it to be like, about her. Like, no, it has nothing to do with Hannah. Well, and that, <laughs> like, and that he would make it, uh, that he would turn it into something positive about them. Yes. yes. That, and this show, I mean, the, the show has really, really leaned into this narrative that men need to fight for women and that it doesn't, that nothing should get in their way. And that nothing can include the woman saying, I don't actually want to be with you. And we see that once again in uh, the the preview that really spoils quite a bit of the season. Um, oh, yeah, that was wild. Shows, <laughs> I don't know why that happened. I mean, it sh- I, I mean, I think it happened because it hooked us. Uh, it shows an incredibly intense conversation between Hannah and Luke where he... 
uh, says, let's talk about sex. I need to make sure that uh, whoever I marry keeps the marriage bed pure. And I'm, I literally almost vomited. Yeah, yeah, I did a little bit, just in my mouth, though. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and she, I mean, she flips him off. She's done. She sends him away. And then we see um, someone, presumably Luke. I can only imagine Luke. Uh, Chris Harrison comes to Hannah and says, he has a ring. He's convinced that you're his wife. And what a, what? I just at some point, at some point, I, I, I mean, it, the show is leaning really hard into this violence yes. and into this, uh, this propelling of uh, you are a woman and your voice does not matter. Yes. And at some point, I have to ask, uh, are the producers responsible? Yes. And I think we saw this um, the f- the second episode. I want to say the third episode. Um, Tyler G, who got the first one on one date, was literally disappeared from the show. He was taken away in the night after it came out that he spit on an ex girlfriend, and uh, it was hardly talked about. I mean, the show rarely does that unless it would make them look really bad. Because they want the drama. They want the drama of, you know, someone leaving, of the heartbreak, of the confusion. And this happened. The men never talked about it. It happened in the dead of night. Yeah. And we, and and that's a horrible thing that he did and abusive. And he, I mean, he should not be given this platform. And we never saw, as an audience, we never saw any proof of that. Whereas with Luke, Week after week after week, we are seeing proof of him being abusive and manipulative, mm-hmm. gaslighty, violent, and he is still here. And at, at some point, I have to ask, are these producers responsible? Yeah. And I mean, for I think, too, if there's, like, a level of norm, like, it's, it is, like, I grew up, really thankfully, in a very, you know, progressive community that... I legitimately did not see, like, sanctioned violence a lot of the time. But I have to remind myself very frequently that male-on-male sanctioned violence is incredibly common and is actually very celebrated Mm -hmm. in our country. And, like, just the whole world, Mm -hmm. actually. Like, the idea that this man body-slammed another man into the ground and we're just all acting like that's, like, somehow, like, could be reasonable, <laughs> like, like that there is a, that yeah. there could be an explanation there is legitimately insane to me. It is, yeah. the, like, the most yeah. uncivilized thing to do is to lay your hands on another person, like, and, like, there are some things where people are like, oh, it looked like, you know, the other guy was attacking him, like, blah, 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 like, that's interesting, like, fine, like, I'm not saying, like, it's 100% that there was <laughs> not instigated, it's not instigated by someone else, but, like, the point is, if people are committing, like, if you're being violent on another person, I do not trust you. I don't trust you, and you're not a good person. Like you're not a good person. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're violent, you are not a good person. And if you're, and it's not like if hot. you are violent with another person, who is to say that you won't become violent with yeah. me? And I mean, to be fair, Hannah really instigates a lot of this. She like keeps pointing them in these date situations where they're physically engaging one another. I okay, hold on. I have to say, I mean, this is again producers. This is the show. But she talks I, about how Hannah hot does she not finds have it. the. She talks about how yes, she yeah, okay, blood. that is fair. That is fair that she wants blood. What? Yes, she did say that at their rugby <laughs> date. But this is, I mean, this is also, this is the way that the show is set up, mm-hmm. where 
especially on these big group dates, is either some sort of performance, like they had this drag show, they have talent shows, whatever, or it's this this really athletic, oftentimes violent show of masculinity. Yeah. And it is, I mean, and these are the problems that we have with the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, these are, these are the problems that we have with the show. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I just honestly, where I am, I just don't know where Hannah goes from here. Like to me, this entire show, and obviously, and this is a little bit meta, but like, the show is obviously produced, right? They have tons of content and, like, footage they never use. And there's several storylines that could have been explored that, like, are just never explored or things like that. So when you see the show focusing so much on a few people, Mm -hmm. like, it becomes clear, like, that's, like, where the interesting storyline really is. And where they want us to focus and yes, our and they want us to focus on. because, like, you know, you like last season it was kind of dumb. Like, I felt like I never saw Cassie, and then all of a sudden, the last like four episodes, she was like incredibly important. And I was like, when have they ever? And interacted? that does happen. <laughs> like, but it's I think it's that weird, that is though. a trope in this show as but well. But it's weird that I don't like it, and people usually I, don't like it. I no, and I get it, but I think that often in the first. Uh, handful of weeks when there are so many men the people that they focus on are the people that cause drama and then the often the person who ends up winning it kind of comes out of the shadows and they are able to create I mean they are able to create a sense of us wanting these people to be together yeah and, and I think they've done so successfully except I would say for last season when I was beside myself yeah well that's I, I actually I don't stand by that because I was pretty beside myself during Rachel's season too when she ended up with Brian, um, which I, I'm not going to explain that. So that's just for the the long term <laughs> Bachelor fans. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what I think my point is then though that like I do feel like it's pretty clear on this show that she has allowed Luke to define so much of it that it just it really does not seem believable to me at this point that she could end up with someone else especially when we see Mm. this preview about how the future episodes will be about how Luke is going to propose to her again and it's still about Luke drama so like if we're still talking about that in the future I'm just like how are you going to be like like, how are you? How will we married? see you developing yes. these relationships? And like, it is also yeah. like it seems yep. to me that the show is no longer about that. And like, like it seems the show is like really just about this drama with this guy. And like, if she ends up with Luke, I legitimately like will be so shocked. I don't believe it'll happen because like, no, it's no, like no, they've no. set him up as such a. They've villain. given him such a bad edit. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know how you edit this well, but yeah, like I mean. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's to me, like, I really hope for Hannah's sake that she is doing a lot more and spending a lot of time more of time with these men and is giving herself the space and the room to get to know them because it's going to be so horrible for her if his entire episode was just a revamp of other toxic relationships she's been in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's a really valid point that, um, I mean, obviously, we make it about us, the viewers, <laughs> that why aren't we seeing these other relationships getting developed? How can we believe that she could actually marry one of these men uh, with so little plot development, if you want to call it that? Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that this is also what happens when you have your when your lead is twenty four. Yeah. Um, this is. I, I 
think one of the youngest leads that we've ever had. Mm. Um, Colton was also a young lead. Um, and I remember a couple of bachelor seasons ago on Ari's season, he was a much older, he was in his mid thirties and there was one contestant, Becca, who was 22 at the time and people were beside themselves. Like how could a 22 year old be ready for marriage? And Hannah is 24. Um, and granted, like, I think comes from a culture where a lot of the people that she knows were married earlier than 24. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think that Hannah is also asking herself, where can I go from here? Which is why the second half of, uh, the episode this past week was literally just a recap of what have we seen so far? And Chris kind of, uh, slowly prodding and like um, fluffing Hannah to get to a point where she could tell us the audience that she still believes in this process mm -hmm. because halfway through that show she was she she was like I don't know how this works for anyone I don't th I don't actually believe that this process could work for me um, and then cut to L A they're in an interview. They're recapping what we just saw, which no one has ever asked for. <laughs> no one. And no one wanted <laughs> And he is just like slowly, I mean, really fluffing her to get her to a place where she can say, I do believe in this process. I do believe it could work for me. So I think where, where can Hannah go from here? I mean, hopefully, um, hopefully she's able to put more time into her other relationships. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully she uh, begins to see herself as truly worthy of great, deep, kind love. Yeah. Um, and we'll, ha we'll have to wait and see. Well, we love you, Hannah. We really want the best for you. We do. <laughs> if you're ever listening to we this, do. I want you to just really understand that, like, I don't blame you for how you're feeling right now. And, like, it's really... Sh no. I, like, I just... I'm just really... I feel like I'm seeing a lot of choices that I've made in my own life reflected Absolutely. here. And to me, that's what's so frustrating is I want to like just save her from that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no, this path ends badly. This man is crap. You don't want him. He will not make you happy. <laughs> like, run. <laughs> like, please run. But I... And, yeah. I mean, speaking of, I, I think we can't end this episode without just uh, touching on a little bit of news that came out this week. Um about Jed, who is one of our front runners, who has received our Rose of the Week <laughs> before, um, and that apparently uh, he had a girlfriend before going on this show, someone that he had said he loved. They had been dating about four months, um, and he, uh, she knew he was going on this show. He actually, uh, it, you know, shared with Hannah in his in his vulnerable story that he initially came on the show um, for his music career, but is now totally smitten with her. Did not mention that he was dating someone else, which uh, I think people often say that lies are more believable when they are partial truths. Um, and and so, I mean, really, I, we can we can just continue to ask ourselves where will Hannah go from here. I just want to, I do want to say, though, that, like, while what Jed did with that woman, like, is very, very shitty, um, I do see that, like, he appears, like, I think 
it seems unlikely to me that he's being that manipulative and horrible. <laughs> like, he seems like a very genuine person, or he's like a very good actor. Um, yeah. And to me, it seems he, do- it seems he does like, seem genuine. Yeah, it seems like he really, really cares and likes her. And like, I think that him, him telling her about that, um, like you know, could cynically be read as him covering his ass, like in case something happens and it comes out, or it could be read as like you know, like this is real. Like I came on the show like not expecting to be into you. And I'm super into you. And, um, I mean, I don't think it'd be great for his music career for him to be, like, a huge villain. So, <laughs> I don't think that he's, yeah. like, trying to do that. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I think No, it, I mean, it, it was a beautiful moment. It was, I, I appreciated that conversation yes. and, the, and the honesty of it. Yeah. Um, I question it with new information having uh, been brought to light, but... You know, I mean, people, like, you you never know someone's motives. And I think we've heard from a lot of contestants in previous seasons that exes come out of the woodwork when you go on this show for their 10 minutes of fame as well. So, yeah, I... You have to take you, a grain of salt. Absolutely. Okay. Ugh. Well, y'all, this is probably our longest episode yet. <laughs> I don't know how long it was, but <laughs> it seems like it was long. We, so we had a it. lot to say. We did, and we, we always do, honestly. But um, we do. this was lovely. Uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Yeah. Bye, Jay. Love you. Love you, Malka.